on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. Revenue is awesome. Sweet. Job growth is great, but it's all about people. So if they're not progressing through the company, you're not doing the right job. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I'm your host. Today, I've got Tim Arno on the King stage, my brother. How are we doing? Doing great. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Well, and for the listeners on Spotify or Apple, you can't see my brother over here, but he's rocking the beard. So, you know, I think at some point, I'm only going to have bearded guests. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't actually do that. But I think maybe you and I could be a great little uh, little TV spot here for some beard oil or maybe a, a beard company of some sort, you know? <laughs> Solid opportunity there. I think I need a little bit more oil, though, because yours is a little, bit, a little better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking great, man, especially this early in the morning. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to get to know you. What kind of business do you have, brother? Yes, sir. So well, we got a business out here in Milwaukee, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I'm sure everybody's familiar with it. World's largest junk removal service. Yeah, I love it, man. And even since we've engaged with you about being on the show, you've made some dramatic changes in, in your businesses and in your life. And so we want to get into some of that. Before we do, though, you, you've used this, this phrase already this morning. We've, we've been talking for a few minutes here before we hit the record button, and you use the phrase stick and move. Tell me, tell me about what this, this means, stick and move to you. Like, what, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it means, it means a lot. It's pretty much how I live my life since I was a young guy, you know, things happen point blank period. And the fact of the matter is, is that you got to be able to control the controllables. And what that is for me is that you just got to keep moving period. doesn't matter what happens. Just on to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. Because some things happen that are good. Some things are happen that maybe aren't so good. Some things just, it's just change. Like you just got to be flexible. You just got to be you know, like you said, duck and move, stick and move. And we want to get into some of those things that maybe have led you to believe that way. But before we do, I want to know at this level in the game, you've had companies, you've exited companies, you've bought into other companies, like you've been pretty successful at a young age. I want to know what drives you. Why are you pushing so hard, man? Yeah, that's a great question. That's probably my favorite question because everybody has a why, but many people don't understand it because they don't get the full story. Mine is simply creating the same opportunities for other people that were created for me. Now, like you said, it's kind of, I'm on a solid platform at a young age. And the fact of the matter is that it's not because of me. Not a very, I don't think I'm a special guy. I didn't crack a formula, but the fact of the matter is that people believed in me and they put me in a position to succeed. And I yeah. honestly, that's all I want to do for others. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm with you hundred percent because especially as young guys, <clears throat> even still today, we can look back, I'm sure, as even much younger guys, and someone like gave us a shot, gave us a chance, right? In that same, you know, dynamic that you're describing where someone gave us a chance, did you feel like you positioned yourself well to be given a chance to? Absolutely. Now, it is all based on the individual. I think that what we do is we have to show potential. 
really. That's, right. That's what it is. And potential right. is a dangerous word because you, know, you can have plenty of potential and end up not doing anything. That's but, right. you know, people identify talent. And they want to surround themselves with people that, you know, will rise to that occasion. That's 100% right. I feel you on that. And I guess really what I'm saying that for us so the listener can can digest this is not just about <clears throat> helping people or in our case, being helped at a younger age and, and then now helping others. There's a, there's a specific almost like group of traits or qualities that we're looking for or that we were to the other person that helped us. And that's, it's the reason why they were maybe willing to give us a shot. It was still a risk. It was still like, we're, you know, thankful for those moments and that they gave us those shots, but we positioned ourselves in a way where we were maybe trustworthy or hardworking like maybe so what are some of those things that, that maybe stuck out for you and then also that stick out for you now of people that you want to help? That's a great question because everyone always says the basics. It's like the interview question, right? When you bring right. the guys in, well, tell me something about yourself. Oh, I like, you know, long walks on the beach, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but everyone can be hard. You, there's a lot of hard workers out there, but what separates that, you know, and it's simply passion. Do you want more for yourself? Do you want more for others? Okay. Because yeah. we can all, you know, everybody wakes up early in the morning in this, in this industry and in every industry, you know, we're, we're going, but yep. the fact of the matter is, is when things get real tough, do you still want those things that you said you did? Yeah. You stick it out. Now, this is interesting because <clears throat> we're a little bit derailed here, but I think we're on an amazing topic. So I'm going to keep with it. I was having this conversation with somebody on LinkedIn. Actually, we were talking about LinkedIn earlier before we hit the record button, but I was talking about removing emotion from business decisions in order to be able to make quality business decisions. And he was kind of coming back in the comments to me about, about how, if you remove emotion completely, then there's no then there's no passion there. There's no like behind the scenes, like grit, you know, there's no feeling to what you're doing. And I, and I understood what he was saying, but my question to him, which my question to you would be the same since you brought up passion, is emotion and passion the same thing? And if not, what are they or, or how are they different? I don't believe, well, I think that they're one of, each of them have similarities, but they are separate. Now, emotion is, is, is going to be subjective, okay? Because it can be steered either way or that emotion yeah. can outright dictate your decision. But passion is an objective emotion, okay? Because we, we sit down, we set these goals, and what has to happen that, that's necessary to make that be, be actually come to fruition, I guess to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in my, I guess we think of the same way, I guess, because the first thing that came to my mind was a burning desire, right? We read about this in Think and Grow Rich and many other success books, but I think Think and Grow Rich is probably one of the first ones since it's so old, but- this Great burning book. desire, this obsession, you know, that we just like, like all in, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And yes, there's emotion in that. But what you just said, it's like, I'm, I'm like right here. So it's like a burning desire. It's an obsession followed by I'm sticking right here. Persistence, which has no emotion, actually, because if you have emotion in persistence, then you're going to choose to do the easy thing, which is not the stick to Would you agree with that? 100%. So for the listener right now, we just kind of threw around all kinds of conceptual thoughts. What If you're listening right now, what do you walk away with with a quick note? Point blank period. You got to find out what you really want. You got to be honest with yourself. And then the next, next choice is, are you going to do it or not? Period. Yeah, dude. Straight shooter. I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but but my boy here, Tim, is giving it to you direct today. So let's move on to your story, man. I want to know, how'd you get started in business to begin with? Like, how did business and you collide? Yeah, very interesting story. And again, kind of back to that stick and move. It happened real quick. So I was a college football player, 
if you would ask me two years ago, three years ago, what would you be doing for the rest of your life? I would have told you coaching college football. Okay. And uh, that's what I started off doing. Okay. I began my career at Missouri Southern State and uh, shortly moved on to McPherson. McPherson College, small school out in Kansas. And about three months into my process at that university, at that school, what happened was I had somebody reach out to me about an opportunity with a moving company in Kansas City. And I realized that <clears throat> coaching college football is much different than playing it. I fell in love with playing football, and I don't think I truly understood what coaching college football was. You know, $12,000 a year salary is pretty tough. Uh, <laughs> working, you know, 20, 22 hours a day, you know, you're taking a master's degree. You're just like, do I really want to? Is this what I want to do? And I, I was honest with myself, which is the toughest thing to do. And I made that leap. I started as a as a truck team member at $10 an hour. You know, shortly after that, I ended up being a general manager of the second location and, and, and eventually franchise partner. Wow. So within a, a short bit of time, you not only changed careers, but worked yourself up through a small company and, and bought in, which is pretty incredible into an industry that's ever moving and shaking, no pun intended necessarily, but it's a difficult industry because there's just a lot of a lot of red tape, a lot of a lot of guys coming in and out that maybe are are difficult to manage. I'm I'm fairly familiar with this industry. I've got a couple of good buddies in it, but and so for you, what was it? I guess about business because it wasn't business that took you away from coaching. It was more like work and maybe not coaching. It sounds like, but then eventually you got this like bite onto like, oh, maybe I could just do this as like an owner, and not necessarily just a team lead. Tell me about that. Yeah, twofold. So that's not a great question. What I would say is first one was football. I love to compete, period. All right. Now, some, you know, we can get into the ego thing, but at the end of the day, I love winning. Okay, period. I'm, right. I'm very, very sore loser. So what I <laughs> what I noticed was with football, you got you got pretty small amount of opportunities in your year, but your whole year is just preparation, preparation, preparation. Right. And I fell in love with the process because it's something, it's natural. Okay. Because if you're just going to wait for those 13 opportunities, it's not going to go well for you. So what I noticed in business was it's game day every day, period. You you have to show up. Now, yeah. your your days can line up to a win in football, but you know, you could win and lose every single day in this. And that's really what got me going. And then yeah. second of all, I was my eyes were open to the opportunity of the life that I could create for my loved ones. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you just said a bunch in a couple of sentences and, and I think that that's, <laughs> it's your style, man. You just, yeah, like, I'm right to it. it. It's all about efficiency, you, just, you know? <laughs> oh, bro. Like you just like the heaviest sentence and just boom, just dropped us all. We could, we could spend the entire rest of the podcast dissecting what you just said, which I so want to do, but we got to keep moving. So I want to say this, I guess in this, in this fold of opportunity for the loved ones slash, you know, competing, I love, I love what you said as far as being a sore loser and winning. I'll, I'll dissect this one piece and then we'll move on. Would you consider yourself a love to win person or a hate to lose person? If we had a breakdown of scale, I, I hate to lose <laughs> way more, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a big difference. And, I, and I, I haven't necessarily found one to be necessarily, you know, better than other in business. I mean, I'm a love to win guy for sure. Like I'll take a win. I'll take a loss is what I mean, actually to say, like, I'll take a loss. I understand the journey, like what you're saying. And it doesn't, it's not like it feels good. Don't get me wrong. But man, yeah. the, 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 the smell of victory is so sweet where guys like you, my, my best, bud, the opposite, he's like, do anything not to lose, you know? And it just depends on, I think a little bit of the personality characteristics and maybe how we're brought up, but we'll, we'll move on from that. I think that it's, it's an incredible perspective and you 
I mean, if the listener wants to dissect, they can go back. You dropped in like three sentences there. Plenty. I want to, I want to know of maybe early on, but maybe even now, since you kind of recently, you know, changed industries, what was a good decision that you made that you can like share with the audience that's super practical that you can look back and you can think this is, this caused a lot of success for me. You know, I'd have to go with the decision to leave coaching period. Mm -hmm. Now, I think what it was, was the leap. Now it, it was a simple decision. It wasn't something that I maybe apply that could be applicable to your, to your business or anything. But right. I think what it was, was just being able to jump. A lot of people are scared. Fear will paralyze you. And, it, and it's a tough decision, but if you're right. scared, it's probably because you're about to make a, a solid move period. If it's not worth it, then it shouldn't, then it wouldn't have been in your head in the first place. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of break this down a little bit. So you're in the moment of you're at, you're at McPherson, you're still playing and you're deciding. I was coaching at that time. You were coaching. Okay. So you actually started, you actually taken the leap to coach and you thought, yeah, I don't know. So was it in that moment, like the move? Cause you said you moved cities. It was a new industry. Like what was the fear in it for you? The fear was just, you know, you know, everybody thinks it's cool to coach college football and that's awesome. You know, you got the windbreaker. Everybody knows who you are in town. It's, it's awesome, you know, and the windbreaker, the windbreaker, you know, <laughs> it solidifies, you know, it just validates you in the community and, and period, you know, and, and I think that people get caught up in that, you know, it's not cool to go move furniture for $10 an hour. But at that time, you know, I think I was blessed early on, but like not really worried about being cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about, is it effective? Is this really going to give what I want for, for me and my family? Yeah. So it's almost like in that moment, what you said earlier, deciding what you want, right? Because you can't have a burning desire or this obsession or what you called passion if you don't know what you want, because otherwise, how can you clarify the passion? So yeah, you clarify what you want. And so for you, it was, I want something different. What what was that in that moment? Because that's what helped you overcome the fear, right? 100%. Yeah, it was, the, it was definitely the driving factor. Now, simply all it is, is I wanted to build a foundation for me and my family. I did not like the way I grew up. I did not like the way I was living my life. So there's only, you know, are you going to change it or not? It's not, see, everybody wants to hear what they, everybody wants to hear what they would like to, or what feels good. But yeah. at the end of the day, I realized that, Hey, what you're doing right now is not giving you the answers or the, the resolution that you want, period. Right. So you got to change. Got to change. Got to move forward. No nonsense. Get down to business, make the change, make it happen. What about a bad decision? Something that you've done that's just, you know, oof, wouldn't do that again. Yeah, it kind of rolls into the question you just asked me, do I hate to lose more than I like to win? So I, I would say that I think I, I, I took the football mindset into business when okay. I started, and that was that was not good. Now, why I say that is because I think Simon Sinek says it the best. Business is an infinite game. Right. You, you, cannot, you cannot enter with a finite mindset or, That's or right. the outcome is just not going to be what you desire. And I think that I learned, I do hate to lose still, period. I'm going to be, I'm always going to be the same guy, but I, yeah. I, t- I removed that finite. Now, yeah. I think that's, that's the best way to describe it, man. If you, you, you can't win the whole year today, period. Yeah. It's so funny because this dynamic that you're referring to, I'll give the listener a little bit of perspective. It's, you know, very much like fitness, the part of, you know, football, you, you, you didn't, you didn't get a college degree or sorry, a scholarship by one day in the gym either right and so just like one day out of the gym won't won't not give it to you one day in it won't give it to you either and so there's this 
long game that you're talking about, this persistence, consistency, this this hitting the rock over and over and over again. And you're 100% right. So like maybe even correlating it to football, you know, where a, where a player is like, okay, we got, we want to win a championship this year, you know, and you can still have yearly targets in business and even weekly and monthly goals for sure. But really realizing like, what am I actually doing this for? You've already said, you know, your future family and people that you love and stuff like that. It's like, well, that, that's like a 40 to 80 year plan. <laughs> yep. I got to make decisions in decades here, not necessarily days. What would you say to the guy listening right now? Or maybe it's a gal who's like, okay, this makes sense, but like, how do I do this? What would you say? Objectively make a plan. You're never going to, you'll never obtain what you want if you do not plan for it, period. Right. So break it into tiers for you. Yeah. You can have, you can have those small goals, break down your days and break down your weeks, but you also have to set those goals. And then as you're continuing down your path and getting closer to the long-term goals, you're going to need to change them because I can't see the future, neither can you. So, you know, things are going to obviously change like we've been speaking about and you got to stick and move. But the fact of the matter is, is you have to stay aligned with your goals and change them. They will, they'll progress as you will. Yeah. What would you say? This is such a great topic. I mean, bro, I think we could just, I mean, you just keep dropping, just hammer on hammer out on me over here. <clears throat> I got to clear my schedule for the rest of the day. I guess. I mean, we just, we're going to create the whole, the whole deal. Just, this will be the last podcast I do all year long. We're just going to create hours and hours of content right here. But in all seriousness, the, this dynamic of, of changing inside of a target, the target doesn't change, but maybe the method changes, right? So the target is to provide for my family or to have $10 million or like whatever the, the really big thing is, right? And so the, the absolute thing that you're doing right this minute may change. It just changed for you even in the last couple of months. So talk about this dynamic of having something bigger in mind, which obviously is our maybe our purpose or like the bigger picture target. It can still be, you know, come out of the purpose cloud and it can still be something tangible that we want to accomplish in the next 10 or 20 or 40 years. But but what I'm doing today, this week, or even this year, or even this decade could change. How do I, how do I manage not changing, but then changing? Yeah. And I think iron this out is, is very important. So my passion, and this is why I love this industry, it's, it's developing guys, right? It's taking, you know, that definition of a coach is taking somebody where they could not take themselves. And it's not because you can't do it. It's because you don't know how. So I what I, what I really found most, most of my enjoyment was, was a new hire training and new hire orientation in those guys. And what I used to tell them is this, a lot of people get their, get this mixed up. Okay. Your purpose is not what you do from nine to five or wherever, what a third shift, it doesn't matter what time you work. The purpose is what you want to accomplish. Now don't get that messed up. Okay. Because people, like I said, moving furniture is not very cool. Picking up junk is not very cool, but at the end of the day, that's not my purpose. My purpose is not to pick up and fill a junk truck. My purpose is to create a foundation for more people to join our organization and get their end goals, whatever it may be. If it's with us, awesome. If it's not, great. At the end of the day, you got to get what you want. So that don't get purpose mixed up with day-to-day. Yeah, yeah. The day-to-day are building blocks, right? And I guess what you said earlier makes sense because we have to really have a passion about the bigger picture so that the day-to-day doesn't like keep us down, right? If we're persistent and we're on fire and we're passionate about the bigger purpose and, or maybe even just the bigger target, then that's the day-to-day helps me pick up the furniture and move, even though maybe that's only a piece of the bigger picture. Am I hearing you right? 
hundred percent. Yep. What are some practical like things inside of like, I mean, you're, you're a young guy, but you're moving fast. Like even in this conversation, like so much depth, but we're like, boom, 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 boom. How, how, what, like, what, what is your, what is the inside of your day look like? Is there a morning routine? Is there stuff that you listen to? Is there a, is there a workout? Is there a mental workout? Like, how do you, how are you like, boom, 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 like this for the listener? Well, point blank period, wake up at the same time period all right regardless now not really a workout or a morning routine i like to leave the house as quick as humanly possible okay so everything's laid out prior i leave on the way to work i'm listening to music fast paced i'm happy all right let's nice. let's jump it up listen to my i got my coffee by the time i get in the office radio silence all right wow. focus prepare the day because we got our guys coming in Okay. So I, it's not about me anymore. I got to make sure those guys have everything they need. So we're getting their technology, everything set up by the time they come in nice, warm, happy. How we doing this morning? Get them ready to roll by the time they get out. Then I have my day to day and then we just go ahead and, and, and rack up victories. Rack up victories. I love it. I love it. Hopefully this is hitting for the listener because it's super practical. I mean, even just what you just gave, there's not this magic, you know, formula. You didn't talk about gratitude. You didn't hit a cold plunge. All those things are fine. It's just like, bro, you just get after it. Like, I think that that's probably the biggest thing between guys that move and shake and guys that don't. It's just that there's a lot of action being taken. And I think a lot more than most people think or realize. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to a buddy of mine. And it's just the, the sheer amount of volume of just work and or opportunities that come across successful people's desk is just because they put themselves in situations to be able to either see the opportunity or they've created the opportunity, whatever it is. And, and I think a lot of people look at guys like you here on a show like this and they're like, wow. And, and they're like, there's, there's this gap, right? But I don't know, for me, there's a lot of like, maybe, you know, little things, but probably some of the biggest stuff is just that you just get up early and you just get after it right away. Would you, would you agree with that? Would you add anything to that? I mean, I know there's a whole lot of things here, but like, what would you say? Yeah. And I'll agree. And I'll tell you why, because I think the more intricacies that we put in our life, like, okay, well, my coffee has to be made this way. And I have to listen to this at that time. Well, guys, guess what? Something's going to happen in your day where you might not be able to get to that. And it turns into, you know, the pregame rituals. Well, uh Oh, and if you miss your ritual, you're done. OK, yeah. people right. get in a headspace and it's all mental, period. Your attitude will dictate your success. And I try to remove as many of those intricacies. So I just get straight to it. Yeah, that's right. Just get stuff done. I was talking to a guy last week about uh, culture index and I use it and he actually uses it as well for uh, personality assessments and stuff like that. And um, we were talking about his versus mine. And <laughs> he's a, he's definitely a. um a visionary entrepreneur, let's just say it like that. And I'm, and I'm an entrepreneur that likes to cross T's and, and dot I's and get stuff done. And so we, after the show, we were kind of going back and forth on text and I showed him the profile and he understands, he understands kind of like the dynamic of the layout. And he was like, dude, that is a big profile. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff getting done over here, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. It's just like, man, it it's yeah. look, I'm not telling the listener to go work 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day. Although there's been seasons where I've done that. And that's okay. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's not a matter of like, don't work hard, only work nine to five or work 24 hours a day. That's not, that's not, that's below what I'm saying. It's this, it's this, just be willing to, to go like at a high pace, at a high frequency, at a high task, whatever that looks like for you in that moment, whatever season that you're in, in order to be able to get what you want. Right. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it, it's very simple. 
like I said, I mean, pe people love the motivational speakers because they like hearing what they want to. At the end of the day, if it's on the plate, it's got to get done. That's right. That's right. All right. I want to know, is there a certain discipline or maybe even like structure that you follow when making decisions? We've talked about good and bad decisions. Something comes across your desk today. It's a big decision. It's weighty. Are there four steps that you follow? Like, tell us how you process decisions. Yeah, that's a great question. Now, obviously, it's all about context and, and the situation. So, okay. yeah. ag again, objective. Emotions got, have to be removed, okay? So you have to take everything into consideration. And at the end of the day, you have to trust your decision. If you don't trust your decision, it's not going to work out. And, yeah. you know, it's it's again, I'm a big Simon Sinek guy. It's not about being in charge, okay? It's about taking care of. So if you'll know if it's the right decision, okay? If it doesn't hurt your people, it doesn't hurt your company, and doesn't hurt your clients, then then you'll be fine. It's the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said as far as like just having confidence in it. I used to hear a guy that I followed a long, long time ago, and he would say something like, you know, basically I'm going to ride the ship all the way down, right? Whether it's from a good decision or whether it's a bad decision, like <laughs> we're riding it all the way down because I freaking made the decision. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's like all in, like I'm all in. And, and of course there's bad decisions and we got to like learn from them and stuff like that. But I think that what you just said, as far as like the confidence in like, okay, I make the decision and we're all in. We're not like this half in, half out, you know, wet noodle. It's like, we're in it. Whether it's the right or wrong decision, I don't know, but we made it and we're going for it, right? Yep. And to build off that exactly, like I said, I'm a football guy. So everyone's heard, heard the phrase, you know, if you make the wrong decision, that's fine. Do it 100%. Just go hit somebody, okay? Because you might mess around and make a play. So I right. took that mindset and like, hey, listen, if the decision's made, then we're going with it. You might as well go 100%. That's right. Always 100%. Exactly. It's because when you when you go half, that's when you get hurt. Yep. 100% of the time. Okay. In the speed round here, I'm going to ask you a couple like a little bit harder hitting questions, maybe a little bit more direct, even though you've been pretty direct the whole time. Okay. So the first one is about your KPIs. I want to know if you can only track one thing in this now junk removal <clears throat> business, this conglomerate that you've got, what would that be? Just the one thing, if you can only pick one. Employee progression. Where'd you start? Where are you at now? Okay. Cause you know, revenue is awesome. Sweet job growth is great, but it's all about people. So if they're not progressing through the company, you're not doing the right job. Wow. Yeah. Love it. How give us some things that you're tracking inside of that employee progression. Are you like, how do you, how do you track that? How do you measure that? Yeah. So, I mean, it, everything is individualized. Okay? okay. So here in Milwaukee, we got a team of about 18 guys on the trucks, three operation managers. So you got to break it down. Everything's personalized. Everybody learns at a different, different pace. Right. So you have to build their game plan at a different pace. So when the guy joins after 45 days, we do an assessment and then we break down his training. Here's your roadmap. You're here right now. And in order to get here, these things have to happen. Simple. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the listener is paying attention or not, but you've still been coaching. Yes, this is no different than coaching. <laughs> you're just and not coaching the X's and O's on a football screen anymore. You're you're teaching how to like win at life for these guys yep. that may or may not have had a chance much. Yeah, there's no there's no ball included, but we're still coaching. And and you kind of mentioned you know with the industry, some guys are kind of tough to deal with. Have you ever had to manage? Or, wide receiver room they're like squirrels man you know those guys they don't want to go to math class you know they don't, they don't want to work out again you know so it's 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 all interchangeable you know people you know we're all different and i think that's why anything's difficult yeah and i guess more so i point that out 
for the listener's sake, because guys like you and I know that like the things that we did or the multiple things, whether we look at them as bad or good, they were, they were building blocks to what we do now. And so for the listener right now, that maybe feels either stuck or, you know, that they're going through something like you did. It's like, oh, this is really what I want to do. It's probably unto a greater thing that you'll eventually do later, or maybe that uh, your product will shift, your business will change, something like that, just like uh, just like Tim here. So what, what about a book or a resource would you recommend for a business owner trying to grow in 2023? Mm, I would have to say it's, on, it's the book we're on right now. So with me and the operating team, so, you know, extreme ownership, period. I mean, yeah. if you're not looking in, then you, you're looking yeah. at everything wrong. It's, it's all about you. If you're a leader... It's your fault if they lose and it's their fault when they win, period. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough to not have that and to have this ginormous ability to, to control or win because if you give it away, then it's tough to have it. The control, I mean, right? The ownership is, is control. You can't have control <laughs> over yep. your destiny or over your team's <laughs> destiny if you don't freaking own it. First off, you got to own yourself, the good and bad and that. So definitely appreciate that perspective. What do you think about intentionally networking and or masterminding? Necessary. And I'd be, it'd be extremely ignorant not to, because not everybody has the, has every answer and no one ever will have all the answers. And I think that changing industries and getting different looks from those people are, are, are the most valuable because new, new individuals bring new thoughts. Okay. So, you know, if you're, you're green, yeah, that's great. But I think the way I look at it is when you're new, you have no idea what's possible. So you're probably just freaking shooting for the highest possible, highest possible goal. And there you go. Let's go for it. So, I mean, just getting new ideas. Yep. That's right. Yeah. New ideas spur thought and then onto actual strategy. And then of course, you know, different industries, as you mentioned, we do that even with gathering the Kings. It's if, if I'm in a room of guys that are only doing what I do, which is good. Like there's, there's some tactical things that can be shared across the board there. I love that. Yep. But if we don't have that to talk about what it forces the conversation to do is come up. And, and what we have to talk about now is business or mindset or hiring key roles or taking moves that like double the business or triple the business, you know, and you can't, you can't do that if you're talking about X's and O's, which is what I love about the inner, inner, inter industry type groups. I've got, I've got a question for you around the, I guess, I don't know the, I'm I'm flipping through a couple different ones here. You're, you're a young guy. And so I want to know you've, I wasn't going to ask you the question. Let me ask you it like this. It's family. I prepped you a little bit beforehand, but you have mentioned even as a single guy, this bigger picture has family to do with you. So my question is this, what do you do now as an, a very fast moving entrepreneur to maybe delineate your time frame so that when you do have a family, right? So guys like me that have a wife and kids and we're trying to build businesses have this like the struggle of like, oh, I love everybody. I want to like pour, I want to go hundred percent, as you said, in all of these areas. And so I wasn't going to ask you this question, but because you've mentioned family being kind of part of your why, what do you think about that now before you have that? I'm curious. What do I want it to look like? Yeah. What, like, what does that to, look like yeah, for you to be all in no, on these things? Absolutely. hundred percent. I think that it's, I get to shape it right now. Now yeah. the work I put into it, is gonna that's gonna be the outcome period now if i if i play low or you know worry about or only work and not work on myself then it's probably not going to be a good home life so you know i I would have to say that it's that's a tough question but 
just be honest with myself, man. See, I'm, I'm a simple guy, period. I take the same strategy into every situation. I think that's why I can remain consistent. What do I want that to look like? I get to make that choice right now. Yeah. What, what does that look like for you when that time comes? You know, here's the thing, like I said, unorthodox, unorthodox lifestyle in my childhood. So didn't grow up with, uh, with, with two parents, just stayed with, you know, with my siblings. So I don't know what it looks like, Chaz, to be 100% honest with you, period. Yeah. But what I do want it to be is great foundation for my children. Okay. I know what I grew up like, and I don't want that. I, so yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to ever tell my kids, no, that's what I want it to look like. Yeah, that's cool. I think that to your point, sometimes it's difficult to build something that we don't yet fully see, but we know what it, we don't want it to be. Yep. And that at least gives us a foundation of going, okay, well, it, it can be anything but this. <laughs> I'm off to a start on that. And as long as we can stay away from there, then like yeah. I said, those progressions, they'll change. Once I get closer to those, then I'll have a better idea. You know, yeah. hey, I have no doubt. Yeah, I just want to point out to the listener, whether you have kids or whether you don't, what Tim has given to us, and maybe he doesn't even realize it, is this this super vulnerable answer, but it actually ties back to his mindset from earlier and how you know his answers earlier were true, or at least authentic to how he thinks, because what he just said as far as like, okay, I'm not 100% certain, but I know the bigger picture. I know that I want to have a foundation. I know that I want my kids to live in a certain way or have certain opportunities that maybe I didn't. Like He's got the vision, but not exactly the roadmap. And so even inside of that, the roadmap is going to change. And we talked about this just 15 minutes ago where, okay, big picture, what I'm doing today might change. Even your businesses have changed. That doesn't mean necessarily that the bigger picture changes, that I'm just, I'm kind of navigating as I go through the individual targets unto the bigger target. Would you add anything to this? No, I mean, that you hit it right, hit it perfect. I mean, I like I said, I mean, vulnerable, yeah. But I think, like I said, it's just being honest with yourself, man. I mean, whether you're saying it on a podcast or in the mirror at home, you know, I don't know what it looks like, but hey, I know what I don't want it to be. So that's good enough for a goal for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you said, you can adjust along the way. Tim, if you lost it all, what would you do? Probably do this. I'd jump again. At the end of the day, you got to swing, period. So I'd yeah. set my sights on another avenue and yeah. I'd swing. It, same process. Even though you lost everything, beaten down, no money, your name's in the dirt, people hate you. Like, I'm going to try to paint the worst case scenario ever. You know, your partners disown you. Nobody in the city likes you. You don't have the windbreaker anymore. You know, <laughs> Validation removed. Validation would, removed. You would, just, you would just swing again, just like that? Period. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that you know, if you're doing the right things, you're going to gather some networks across so the people that I've helped. I know that there'd be an opportunity with them and whatever Good. it may be, you have to swing. Yeah, exactly. I love that. You slipped that little nugget in there for the, for the listener. It is about the network. And that is who you call on in those moments is that you serve and you serve and you serve and you serve. And, and then when the time comes, you've got people around you that, that you can call on. Last question here for you, buddy. Tim, if you could whisper in the younger Tim's ear, what would you say? Slow down. That's it. The decisions that I made back then, it was just a hundred miles an hour. Now we, you know, we're talking about hundred percent and all that. And that's probably my favorite phrase. I say hundred percent, probably 50 times a day, but you got to slow down. And I think that the, from the years of about 18 to 24, I, I needed to slow, slow the heck down. And uh, that'd probably be it. <laughs> what do you think the advantage 
would be for you now if the younger Tim was here and could replay it all with that advice? I think I would have gained a maturity at a, at a, at a earlier age, which an intern would have, would have been able, would it would have made me the, have the ability to assess situations probably a little more accurately instead of just saying, all right, let's go, just go agree to it. Let's roll. I think it would just be slow down, make a better assessment, probably be a little more efficient. Now, you can, yeah. just because it comes out as a, as a victorious outcome doesn't mean that it was obtained the best way. Yeah. Yeah. What you just said is we, I mean, again, we probably do another whole podcast just on that topic of, you know, even though it was successful, I look at some of the business moves that I've made personally, I'm like, it's not like it went bad. I just don't know if that's the best usage of my time. Now, thankfully, I, I learned several things inside of that that I can now know, go change and develop in a different area. But um, that's 100% right. Just because it was a win doesn't mean that it was the best case in that time. So you, even with the wins, you look back and you go, okay, how could this be better, different, more efficient, right? Because your time becomes more valuable. Yeah. Your skill sets become more valuable. And if you choose not to use them in a more valuable way, then it, it, it's almost like a loss. Absolutely. Yeah. Because either way, you know, life is about efficiency, man. There's one thing we can't get back and it's time period. You know, I'll never be 26. again. So, you know, if we, I didn't make it the most out of that year and the year still went well, but there's still some, still some opportunities to get better. at it. Yeah. I love that. You're a straight shooter, my brother. I want to know how can the listener can find you, pick your brain, but then also maybe they're in this Wisconsin. I know you got a, a location in, in Georgia, like Maybe tell us where you're located. How can they find you if they need the junk services, but also if they're just a business owner, they want to pick your brain, how can they find you? Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm living out here in Milwaukee. The best way to get a hold of me directly is going to be LinkedIn. Tim Arno, the last name gets people messed up. It's A-R-N-O. It's a big, big river in Italy, not Arnold or anything. I'm not as buff as that guy. So that's, that's the best way to get a hold of me. I'll give you my phone number. I'm always available. I just, just DM me and, and I'll get back to you. Love it. Love it. We'll put all that in the show notes as well. And again, we'll put your locations in the show notes as well. So that way they can find you for junk removal services. If they happen to be in your area, I want to partner with you in that way. Tim, you've been incredible. Thanks for the very direct, hard hitting responses today. Man, if the listener doesn't walk away with a page full of notes and some, some, you know, serious questions they need to ask themselves in the mirror, they weren't paying close attention. So thank you for being here. Blessings upon your, your, uh, your, your locations and everything you got your hand to brother. Thanks for being here. Pleasure is mine. Thank you, Chaz. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 Kings specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling Kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family and communities. And here's what we believe that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit 
to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.